joy of a place this is uh... it's been a delight i feel like i don't, I don't want to play favors because you know every city has its own Brisbane's my favorite so far can i just say that, is that i might edit that out of the podcast we don't make enemies but um it's just gonna be like the next show is gonna be just a different voice dubbed over Puh, is my favorite so far <laughs> now you guys do it right here and hey up bar is amazing thank you again for having us here yeah thank um, you thank you to everyone here thank you kate for and karen for hooking it up and then uh Ethan on sound, and then there's Cohen on the back bar there. If anyone wants to get a drink during the show, feel free to somehow awkwardly climb over. <laughs> Considering we couldn't get onto the stage, I don't know exactly without climbing over you. I don't know how that's going to happen, but that is the best possible problem to have. That is a very lovely problem podcast. to have. Um, for he had more than one tweet at us saying, "Oh, I didn't know that's what they looked like." <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know how. Can we shout out uh, the man who really is the reason this whole thing came together, who flew down from Cairns for this show as well, Michael Smell. Let's give it up for yeah, Michael. Here in the room. He hustled his ass off to make this happen, and he got us the funding through Inspiring Australia and the Australian Society for Parasitology. So thank you to both of them. And he's giving me a thumbs up because I said those correctly. Oh, yes. Yeah, yes. the thumbs up. We, we fucked up that the second name every time because... Is it the Institute? No, it's a society. It's a society. It's a, society it's a par- civilized parasite. They hate the Australian Institute of Parasitology. They're enemies. The things they do with their parasites, you wouldn't want to know. I'm picturing like just dowagers and like pe- people with like uh, monocles that fall out because they're shocked at things. <laughs> Disgusting. Society Disgust- balls of parasites. Yeah, it's a so it's a much more socialist situation. <laughs> Institute is hierarchical in a way we don't approve. <laughs> So our, our 24 hours here in Brisbane has been action-packed. We landed and went straight to the South Bank. Is that what it's called? The area yep. with the... We went you to guys... your pretend beach. <laughs> to see your real models, families, and meth heads. <laughs> Living as one. Fewer, it's a... fewer of the latter, but yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, but it's surprisingly harmonious. You're like, oh, there's some strange-looking humans of every sort here. <laughs> living on a pretend beach that someone shoved on the edge of a river. It's a, if, you, if you've never been to Brisbane before, which I hadn't until yesterday, there is a, basically, there's a river, but you don't want to go in that. <laughs> so instead, they just built a pretend beach and put a swimming pool next to it and went, that's basically the sea. <laughs> and, then they, and then they have, you know, they got the ice cream vendors and all that kind of thing going. Yeah, and then uh, I, I am a fan of beer, so I started yelping um, breweries around there, and I found one. I'm just going to plug places I like in town. You guys get free plugs. Uh, I found Tipplers, which is a nice bar that had some great beers, and I saw a poster there for something that was right up my alley, which was a uh, beer festival kickoff pool party. <laughs> so Ubered straight over to Ithaca Pool. I, yeah. like, I spent four years swimming in a pool in Ithaca, New York. This is meant to happen. I have to go... <laughs> Well, I found out that I had a comedian friend in town, so I went and did a gig. But uh, <laughs> Priorities. Yeah. We have very different priorities. I, uh, I, I have my addiction, Andy has his. Okay, yes. 
as I hold my cider here in my hand. But um, no, I want to plug Brews Vegas, which is kicking off next month and is a beer festival. I wish we were here for that, but at least I got to come to the pre-party in the pool where I knew nobody, so I was just drinking in the corner of a pool for like <laughs> 10 minutes as the, the creepy guy. And then I was like, I'm just going to brave the waters, so to speak, and talk to somebody. And the first people I talked to were fans of the dollop. <laughs> like, they know the same people we know. They know Will Anderson and Dave Anthony. Um, in fact, is Ben here? I don't know if Ben came. One of the hosts of a podcast called Bunta Vista that you should check out was there. Are you guys Bunta Vista fans? I was uh, like, yeah, it's a small community of, of podcast, or a big community of podcast fans here, I feel like. So, yep. And um, what else did I want to mention about that? Oh, it was, and then we, then we went to, I did my gig, and then we met up afterwards, and we went to... Uh, to Lefties, that's right. We recommended to go to Lefties to see live music. Uh, shout was, out to the band Boing Boing. <laughs> you guys know Boing Boing? Because they were fucking great. Amazing. <laughs> I'm not kidding. They were straight up. We just walked into the bar and they were, like, and they were, we were just instantly like, oh, I'm, these guys are awesome. Yeah. I think they're from Cairns originally and now they're and, down here. And I thought I hated shirts. Those guys are straight up allergic to shirts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to see some good music and some excellent nipples. So it was a... Uh, <laughs> Some good sweat-drenched nipples as well, because they were really giving it some on stage. And that's what I like to see. I don't like to see a dry nipple in my musicians. No, no. Well, I, yeah. forgot, I forgot the thing that I wanted to mention, which was uh, that within like five minutes of this conversation that started in the pool, I found out that, yes, these guys are fans of podcasts that we are friends with and have had as guests, but also that um, the aforementioned Ben of Bunta Vista has the honor of having the most retweeted tweet in Australian history. <laughs> And it's a pretty great one. It says, I love little cultural differences, like how Americans are super offended by the word cunt, but here in Australia we're super offended by school children being slaughtered by automatic weapons. <laughs> That's Ben McClay. You can follow him at Thomas Violence on Twitter. 500,000 retweets on that one. That's not bad, so good work. Oh, and I, and I got to scooter up and down the... Uh... <laughs> Like a massive, I, they they started off in Santa Monica, which is on the edge of LA, which is the city I live in, and they're all over LA. The electric scooter things that you hire with the apps, and I see people going up and down the streets of LA on those things and think, "Fucking pricks." <laughs> and there is something about being on holiday that <laughs> just makes you go, "Oh, I can't wait to be a prick." There. <laughs> You wear shit when you're abroad you'd never normally wear. Yeah. I'm not a short guy back home. <laughs> I'm he, not he a ordered a, hat. You ordered a steak tartare last night? That was yeah. amazing. <laughs> he dropped his veganism? No. <laughs> Just veggie, and I didn't have a steak. I didn't. <laughs> yes, and I did. Uh, <laughs> no, but God, oh, it was fun. <laughs> Super really fun, fun. Time. Yeah, look like a prick on those scooters, but God, it's fun. And I scooted past some friends of mine who were also in town, so I got the, the joy of bringing joy to them. <laughs> joy in the form of laughing hysterically at what a twat I looked as I, as I scooted up and down the pathway. It reminds me, um, Chris Fairbanks was, on, was part of this festival in Washington, D.C., and as part of that festival, we all, all the comedians got to do a segue tour of all the monuments in, in the Capitol, and... Chris Fairbanks is an avid skateboarder and is He's a former professional skateboarder. Right. He He's was respected among skateboarders. And he was on a Segway and he went by a skate park and just got the evil eye from all these kids. Like, I could also be doing the triple always, but I'm on a Segway right I now. I used like to them. be you! Yeah. This'll be you in 15 years. You mark my words. 
Also, triple ollie is all that I can pull for skateboard turns. Yeah. I don't even know if that's a... But also, I don't know if you've ever been on a Segway. Really good fun. They're fun. <laughs> like They're most really, embarrassing really things, very fun. They yeah. are the best. I fucking love a Segway. A friend of mine had them at the Edinburgh Festival a few years ago because they, for some reason, got sponsored by them. <laughs> so they got to go around the Segways around the city flyering for their show. And I had a go on it, and it... It's fun. <laughs> yeah, it's really surprisingly easy to control. Like, it's really weird at first. And at first, you, it, you're really like, oh, shit, I'm going to spill any seconds. And by the end, you're like, I'm going to do the tightest little figure of eights that I can. <laughs> like, showing off. Like, look at my, look, look at my dexterity. It's kind of... I imagine that the Insane Clown Posse would include segues in their song about miracles. <laughs> just, you can't believe they work. How could they possibly work? Yeah. They also, I believe, they, they murdered their owner. Oh yeah, no. It was. It wasn't the founder. It was the guy who became CEO. It wasn't Dean Kamen, the like, the Elon Musk of the early two thousands who didn't pan out because all he invented was. See, that's why I keep Andy around because he can pull names like that out of his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Very useful trivia teammate is Andy Wood. Oh, man. Please, someone hire me for something trivia related. Is this a way to make a living? I don't know. Uh, I think we should bring a guest out. Yes, Because we, uh, uh, we got a couple of guests, a comedian and a scientist. And our comic is a friend of mine from back in America who happens to be touring Australia right now. I just sort of was online last week and realized, oh, shit, Liz is in the same city as me. We've been following each other from city to city. Uh, super funny comic. She's also on All Week in Brisbane. And I recommend you go and see her do stand-up. But if you're about to see her right now, please welcome the excellent Liz Mealy. Let's hear it. as far away from Andy as possible. Listen, I, I'm not drunk yet. It's okay. <laughs> Shouldn't have worn a dress. Let's do this. <laughs> well, yeah, we're, we're up high above the stage here at the Hayao Bar, aren't we? Oh, this is going to be a miracle if I don't show anybody anything. <laughs> I want tips. <laughs> we don't make a lot here. <laughs> well, yeah, this country doesn't tip. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll introduce it. <laughs> it's really lovely. It just makes... No, 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 no. You don't have... We, like, have to do it because we can't, like, feed our children and, like, pay our rent. But this could be, like, here's a coffee on me. Or, like, thanks for showing me your hoo-ha. I enjoyed it. <laughs> it's, like, a nice thing. It's like, a, it's, like, an extra thing. Ours is, like, if you don't tip, you're a bad person. Yeah, in America, cool. it's, it's, like, funny, if you it's sad. <laughs> yeah, if you don't tip in America, you're, like, oh, that, that waitress is not making rent this week. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, cool. I just did my job for free. I hope you all die. <laughs> There's some American jobs that you don't even really... Like, the, I found out recently the people who, it, who push the wheelchairs around in American airports literally don't get paid, but they're also not allowed to let the people they push around know that it's a tip-based job. So some people either just don't realize that or just don't tip, and then they're like, oh, I just pushed your grandma across three terminals for free. How is that? They don't get paid at all? They're just, like, hanging around at airports hoping someone doesn't have good legs? Like, <laughs> I, just, I just don't understand. Like, I don't even understand. How do you get into that job yeah, How do you field? recruit someone from this yeah, job? exactly. What job were they talked out of to come to that job? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Your job is secret. <laughs> I, I did one. I was going between terminals at LAX, and there's, like, this tunnel system in between that runs between, underneath a couple of them. And it's a much longer walk than I thought. And then this guy drove past in one of those little motorized things and went, do you want to ride? And they're like, yeah, I do. Because uh, as we've already established in this podcast today, I will get on any electric vehicle. 
But after I was like, oh shit, like, like I tip, I did tip him, but also I realized that his wanna ride was partly out of like, oh, you don't like, you need a ride, but also partly because it's like, oh, here's another two fares. Yeah. That's Wait. so crazy. These are th- I'm learning I'm- things about airports all the time. Have we talked about the laxness of L- of Australian airports already on one of these stops? Uh, we did uh, not one of the stops, but we did when I came back from Australia last month. And Holy I was like, shit. I was amazed Your airports by- are the best because <laughs> no one even knows who you are or cares. I I haven't shown an ID for a single domestic flight in the nine days I've been here. Oh, and he's walked through with that. a lot of explosives as well. I, I love <laughs> explosives. This episode brought- won't come out until we're back home, so I can admit it. I have a passion for airborne explosives. And you brought your spin. Yeah, well, I mean, who doesn't have a travel spear? It's my, it's my anxiety spear. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Andy does have an emotional support spear yeah. that he takes with him. But yeah, it's, uh, it's crazy how cheap the flights are, how quick you can get through security. You can keep your shoes on, because why the fuck shouldn't you keep your shoes on? Yeah, I don't know if you guys know still, that in the States, we still take off shoes. You still can't bring water. And no, I, Matt did yesterday. We're bringing wine tomorrow, we decided. Can you, so you can, drink, you can bring your bottles of water? Like, yeah. Every time they take away my water, I'm like, you know we're running out of water. And then we're going to remember like 15 years from now, like, oh, remember when we used to throw out like full bottles of water <laughs> for no reason? Because no one's ever hurt anybody with a bottle of water? <laughs> I swear to God, I'm going to throw some, a bottle of water at a TSA person and be like, yeah, now you should be taking them away. <laughs> and me away Very at the angry. same time. I shouldn't have been brought here. Very angry person. <laughs> Everybody seems so nice and happy in Australia, and I'm like, I'll show you what to be angry about. Yeah. <laughs> well, you've had a good little run of tourism out here. Yeah, it's been good. I was in Sydney for two weeks. Um, it was... It, so nice like I I've been so hurt by comedy (laughs) like just think of like any ex-boyfriend or girlfriend that's like torn your heart out and that's been 15 years of comedy and I just keep going back and they're like you can do better and I'm like I wasn't raised right (laughs) but it was like all the shows were incredible I literally think I might have self-esteem. I might lose it this week. Um, but it, the, all the shows were, like, incredible, and, like, people, like, tweeted nice things at me, and I was like, I'm not, I don't know how to handle this. And then all the comics were super funny and nice. There's really bad comics everywhere. So when you go into a community and people are funny, you're like, how? <laughs> how did you guys do this? So it was just like, it was like a, I was like, it was like a fantasy. It was like literally like a little comedy utopia. Yep. And then I asked somebody, I was like, oh, like, and then you find out all the comics have day jobs because it's much harder for you to make money here. And I was like, oh, that's why it sucks. <laughs> I was like, oops. That's why you guys have to be nice because you're like, somebody take me on the road. I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> and then you've just, you're in Brisbane for the first time as well, right? Yeah, all of Australia. I was in Tasmania for a week. I did one gig in Tasmania and then I was there for a wedding and to, I guess, try to touch like a wallaby. I don't know what I was doing there. And, and then, uh, and then I, it really is me. like all these trips are basically when you go somewhere like Australia, like, all right, in each location, what thing can I touch? Oh, like, <laughs> no, what no, thing can I touch that I've never touched before? After every gig, I was just like, I've yet to touch a koala. I haven't held a koala. I want to be a part of a koala. And then I was telling Matt, I was like, then everybody just tries to say all these horrible things about koalas. They have chlamydia. They rub their glands on you. I was like, so do boys. <laughs> like, that has never stopped me. <laughs> and then of course I tweeted it and then everybody's like, you gotta go to Brisbane. They have a sanctuary. I was like, I am going to just dive into a sea of koalas. <laughs> That's, if you follow me on Instagram, it's just gonna be me making out koalas. I am so... <laughs> ready to give my boyfriend chlamydia. <laughs> we found out in Sydney that it's only in their pouch, so... But so is regular lady chlamydia. Like, that's all. It's... What are you... I don't know. <laughs> Where else are you going to keep chlamydia? I just don't understand. 
lose it. Like I gotta make sure I know where it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, wallet, passport, chlamydia. chlamydia. Okay, let's do this. Sure. <laughs> just got it as a post-it by your front door. <laughs> oh, by the way, I feel like I should give props to Queensland because we've learned on this trip that you guys are the butt of jokes in Australia. That's not fair because you're great people. Uh, but at the, I pool, don't know at the pool party yesterday, they're like America's South, right? That's a fair assumption. I mean, it's been, yeah, it's been just Florida. Someone over there, so it's been, Queensland is definitely described as America's, Australia's Florida, Florida. more than once. Oh, interesting. Your air conditioning is just as good. So. <laughs> but what I learned yesterday at this pool party, I researched it to make sure it was true, is that Queensland is the state that just last fall legalized abortion, and New South Wales has not yet fully. So you guys, yeah, killing things. Good for you. Good job. <laughs> So that's, yeah, that's a very, like, uncharacteristic for the, for the state that gets shit on for being regressive. You guys are, uh, I'm trying to compliment you, and I thought that would be, I thought that would be like that a weird. easy applause break, and then you guys were like, yeah, I'm yeah, no. uh, yeah. We didn't vote it. Um, what else do you want me to say about Queensland? Uh, it's great. I love your beers. I love your pool parties. I love your bands. Well, I've mostly taken a nap here. I have nothing. <laughs> we went to the Science Museum today, Matt and I. We, 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 just, we thought so, it was just the museum, but it seemed to all be science. It seemed to mostly be fossils. It seemed to be exclusively like, here's shit we found in this place. <laughs> yeah, we're like, we thought we were going to get some recent dinosaurs, and then it's all the old ones. Yeah, it's only the old dinosaurs. Recent dinosaurs? That's, that's why I don't know why Matt's mad at fossils. What else do you want from... Like... Well, from a science museum, I thought, you know, science museums normally have, all right, this is the kind of, like, uh, fossil bit of it, and then this is the... Like space bit, and then this is okay. You know the bit where with that you can play in. <laughs> Which you, did, did were you upset there was no can, bouncy castle? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it did have that, but there was a separate charge, and we we're like, I'm not paying fifteen dollars to play in. I'm a the thing. size of a child, but I'm not paying. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're the same height. We're allowed to say that. I also have a bad track record in those places. The Science Museum play area in, in the London in the Science Museum in London is where I broke my front teeth. No, how'd you break your front teeth? Uh, well, okay, I'll tell you. So, uh, so there's like a, a thing. It's, it, there's like I can't remember what the area is called, but it's like you know the thing. They're in all the different. They're in a lot of the different science museums. It's got all the fun things for kids to play with and like little. Um, and, and one of them is there's like a turntable, and you stand in this turntable. There's like a handle you hold onto and you spin around. And it demonstrates uh, conservation of angular momentum. And as you lean out, you slow down. And as you lean in, you speed up. And it, it's padded now. <laughs> <laughs> I checked recently. It wasn't in the 80s. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I just... Were they your their baby teeth? No, no. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. Front, I've actually broken these front teeth on four separate occasions. That, that's you, buddy. Oh, wait, 100%. <laughs> I've never broken a bone in my body. I keep breaking these. I land smile first. <laughs> that's what I do. I actually, as a kid, I broke these teeth. I managed to break, break them on the bottom of a swimming pool. Which is almost impossible when you think about the angles involved. Like, try and draw a profile of a human and a flat line and work out how you can possibly hit your teeth before your nose or anything or chin. It's incredibly difficult. That's, You've got to be able to be so happy diving into the pool. <laughs> but oblivious to your general surroundings. I feel this has to be like a new trivia. Like all the things that Matt's all the ways broken that Matt, with his I face. I don't know. It was, it's literally four times? 
Is full times, yeah. I, I heard those two stories. I don't know about the other two. You don't yeah. have to tell them if they're less fun. No, I'm trying idea. to. I'm trying to remember what. I know it's four. One of them was a beer bottle. Uh, uh, who has it? Right. One of them was You're trying to impress a girl. I got you, yeah. girl. <laughs> Actually, no. Two of them are aquatic. Because uh, there was Matt and I are both swimmers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there was the the swimming pool one, and there was also trying to climb up a water slide. Uh, with your teeth? Like, I just don't yeah. get it. Oh, oh, you use your hand and feet like, like some kind of animal? I hope the next guest is your mother. <laughs> She's like, we tried. He just doesn't listen. So, Liz, we like to ask our guests oh. this before we get deep into stuff. Oh, like, what, if anything, is your background in science? <laughs> or... Uh, <laughs> I'm, um, I have an American public school education. Excellent. Um, I, by the way, it's ranged from like people with full degrees to people who are like, oh, I used to blow stuff up in the woods as a kid. Or Oh, they sound like they got a lot going on. Um, <laughs> I'll say this. Both my parents are veterinarians. Okay. And I could vaguely help you not kill your guinea pig. Like, uh, like I have, like, there's, like, some basic, like, taking care of And I'm one of five kids and the second oldest of five. So I feel, like, slight, like, medical like there's like a little degree of there's a level of nurturing where you can bandage stuff up oh I don't care about anything but um, <laughs> but if it feels like it'll come back to me I would definitely uh, be like oh maybe here's some ointment um, I'm also a girl scout so I carry like I have like band-aids I could like pull band-aids out of my bra right now I don't know why that'd do that um, but they, uh, was it previously holding the bra together yeah probably <laughs> probably um, there um, yeah I would say like a little bit of like animal like I know a lot of weird facts about animals that nobody wants to know. Um, Where on. they keep their chlamydia. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Same place ladies do, guys. And then people are like, don't invite her to places. Um, um, yeah, I would say that's about it. I have to say, like, I didn't realize, because I started doing stand-up when I was a teenager, so I didn't realize really young how much I love science. But when I went to college, um, I took like a journalism class, and they make you sign up for the New York Times. And, I, and you're supposed to read it every day, and I'm like, who reads this every day? Um, probably you guys do, but like the Americans are like, this is weird. I'll just use it for fireplace paper. Um, <laughs> but uh, Science Times, every Tuesday was Science Times, and I would read it cover to cover. And I, I'm sure deep down in my soul there's something I picked up. I'm sure it's not true. I don't remember anything. But I no, feel that's like... great. That's something we found quite a lot. I think comics actually quite often have stories like that where a lot of comics were like, ah, I didn't have a good teacher at school and I didn't like it, but then I got older and I think comics naturally have inquiring minds and then... Well, that's the thing is that I ha- I'm dyslexic, so school was really hard. I hated school. That's I... also really common in comics. Yeah, I think yeah, comic- yeah. dyslexia is overrepresented amongst I actually comedians. like diagnose comics because with Facebook and like Twitter and stuff, I'll see people make the same mistakes I, I have and I'll see how they talk and use language and we use language weird um, incorrectly, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I see those things. So I actually diagnosed Bill Burr because really? from, from, oh. he had all these jokes. And then a, I said it in a podcast. And then a week later, he came out. He's like, I think I'm a little dyslexic. I was like, you're super dyslexic. <laughs> uh, and then I think Nate Bergazzi's dyslexic. Oh, and yeah. he doesn't think he's dyslexic. But I'm just going to keep telling him he's dyslexic. Um, he's Jim super, Jeffries is dyslexic. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> um, and it's, what's funny about it is that like um, you, everything that has to do with education, you're horrific at. But everything that has to be like creative or like... Like, I, um, so I'll go to a new city. Like, I'll be here for a week, and I'll go from my hotel to the comedy club once, 
and I'll go with my Google Maps. And then I'll do it again, and then I'll be like, this seems inefficient. And by the end of the week, I've found like the best path, and I can tell you the best place to get sushi. Like I'm always find, like I'm always trying to make whatever it is better. And then somebody will look at it and be like, this seems inefficient. And I'll be like, for me, it's better. Um, <laughs> but there's. Um, your mind never stops. That might also be OCD. Um, <laughs> uh, did you grow up with a shit ton of animals then if your parents were all, vets? All of them. Um, all of them. Uh, um, Are they, were they big animal or small animal vets? Or did they do they're, both? They're small animal, but... Um, they started their own animal hospital, and so they became a business. And when you're a business, you'll take anything for money. Um, so there's pictures of my mom with like a lynx. I don't know if you guys have lynx, like you know, like kind of a wild cat that's the size of a dog. They got, they got um, the big like tufts coming out of the ears. Yeah, right? they're super yeah. cute, and they could totally murder my family. Um, <laughs> Um, and then there's pictures of my mom treating an owl. They don't treat birds, but they were just like, we're broke and we have kids. Um, then we'll give it a crack. Yeah. <laughs> just and get then, your owl book. The coolest part, and I remember this so distinctly, I was like eight years old and there was this circus. There was this big plot of land that hadn't been built on and the circus would come every year in New Jersey. And they called up my dad and were like, our bear has like a rash or something. And my dad's like, mm. And so my dad just kind of like brought like a whole bunch of stuff and he like treated this bear. And for like six years in a row, we got free tickets to the circus. And I was like, my dad the coolest <laughs> I was like I hang out with bears <laughs> the bear doc the bear fix there is something about the expression animal hospital which I know is a real thing and I know is just the veterinary equivalent of a hospital but it does feel like to, whenever I hear that it just feels like a hospital where all the staff are animals <laughs> <laughs> like I can't hear that phrase without instantly picturing <laughs> like a little cat nurse yeah. it's like a Richard, Richard Scary book showing what all the jobs you could have are via animals do you guys have Richard Scary? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't. I have uh, no reference I got. No? American no. and Australian audiences know what I'm talking about. No, you're raised wrong. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's about time you bring up our scientist guest, guys. We have someone very special whose credits are so massive, I can't even get through them uh, and still finish the podcast in under our allotted time. But among other things, he is, uh, well, he's currently pursuing his PhD. He has not finished yet. Are we doctor yet? Not quite yet. Okay. analyzing supernovae in the dark energy survey using hierarchical Bayesian models to help constrain the nature of dark energy obviously as one does Uh, why are you you reading that why didn't you a professional would have just known that why are you uh... (laughs) Um, his undergrad thesis was uh, analyzing the Baryon acoustic oscillation signal imprinted in the large scale structure of the universe using the Wiggles survey he is the winner (laughs) he's the winner of the Bach Prize awarded by the Astronomical Society of Australia to recognize outstanding research in astronomy. He's an astrophysicist, a cosmologist. You may know him from Australian Survivor. Give it up for Samuel Hinton. Let's hear it for Samuel Hinton, everybody. How's it going, right? Thank you. Did I I hit, like, 2% of the things? Of what is on your resume? That's all of it. It's all of it. <laughs> yeah, I need to update it. There's so many more. You have just under the awards. There are uh, 15 things. This is one of those resumes where there's like there's no need to pad it at the end with like special skills, proficient in Microsoft Office. <laughs> <laughs> I did used to have him. <laughs> really? It's that stage special where you skills. come out of high school and you're sure. like, I like tennis. Please hire me. <laughs> I can oh, juggle. We don't yeah. care. We're trying to make money. Oh, the, the, the shit that goes on a resume oh, when you God. don't have. I think I still might have a couple of those things that no one has told me to take off yet. I don't know. There was one. I still have. I have a passport. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody put me. 
told me to put it on a resume, and I was like, cool, I paid $200 once. <laughs> but that is, that, if you're going off for things like commercials where they sometimes film out of the country, they do kind of need to know that. I know, like, but that's like sad. And I like put it in extra big font. I yeah. was like, I've done things. Full clean driving license, that was one that always used oh, to. Oh, I don't have that. <laughs> I have hit a lot of things. Um, I had one, the, the, so in Britain, if you go out for auditions, there's something called Spotlight, which is this sort of directory of actors or potential actors. And, uh, and back when I was in the UK and occasionally, very occasionally went up for auditions for acting things, you know, you, your agent puts you in that. And I guess my agent must have like ticked the wrong box when he filled out the, there's like a form that you fill out online that you tick the different things that you can do. Oh, like skydiving and skiing. Yeah, you're like, and like, I can ride a horse. And you're yeah. like, oh, I guess I probably could learn in time, so take that one. <laughs> Uh, but I got to this audition, and it was it was actually it was for like the guy uh, the person who one of the people in the room was the guy who wrote the series, and he's a writer like a sitcom writer that I really respect, and it was him and the car- BBC casting person, and they had my spotlight thing in front, and they went um so it says here that you are a fluent native speaker of Latin. <laughs> oh, like. Yes, I was born and raised in ancient Rome. Uh, <laughs> my father was a centurion, as you well know. Speaking of which, I also saw that you were fluent in 14 programming languages. Is that no, true? That's, that's total bullshit. Wait, where did I see? I saw that on like a, a Survivor no, no, wiki yeah, page. Yeah, yeah, so Channel 10, when they're like, we need to make everyone sound impressive. They're oh. like, can you speak programming languages? I'm like, they're all the same thing, really. They're like, yeah, we'll put down 14. I was like, yeah, sure, go for it. Like, That's funny. Matt and I had this conversation like three hours ago. I was like, 14 languages. And Matt was like, well, I feel like. And he wasn't disparaging you. He was like, I feel like if you know a couple, you probably could say. It's yeah. like Prince yeah. Prince played 27 instruments, but how many of those were like triangle and didgeridoo or something? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 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 and so if you can play triangle, you can play didgeridoo as well. We know it's the same mechanism, right? They're, they're slightly different keys, but it's basically the same technique. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just transpose. Right. So, so we we asked Liz this question, and uh, how did you get your initial interest in science? Like, what drove you to the field that you're studying? Well, I, I had a, a crazy mother that mm. would never let me watch The Simpsons. Oh. And instead, she's like, Sam, you're being a good boy. She put on David Attenborough, and I'd be like, yay, plants! And, um, yeah, I was a lost, lost cause from a very young age. Okay. And uh, then just had yeah. the, the nerdy adolescence that Matt and I. Oh, mate, high school me. You know, you know when you look back and you just cringe. But I've got Facebook to document all of that, so yeah. it's just. Oh shit! Yeah, you're so young. That's oh my god. So you were born. Wait a second. Were you born in the '90s? Sorry, mate. Oh my god, I feel so old. What's that like? Wow. God. <laughs> That's, you don't even remember hypercolor. You don't know what that was? No. Circa 89.90, there was a, a thermosensitive... It, it was a magical t-shirt. <laughs> oh, yeah, I loved those. Was that? I loved those. Yeah, it was what it, what it was. It was a t-shirt that changes color with temperature. So things like, you know, if you oh, place, like if you place your hand against rings. it or just happen yeah. to sweat... <laughs> Like, it basically shows up. Oh, you just sort of go, oh, okay, it's been warm today, so now, like, your T-shirt's a slightly different color apart from the armpits, which are the original color. <laughs> it was mostly worn by, like, you know, adolescents who Super are... Super cool people. Super, right, right. 
Only the coolest. We don't. Everybody has some type of color stuff, right? Of course. Yeah. See, the coolest. We all turned out okay. I just feel uncool now. Yeah. No. And I've never felt that before. Yeah. No. 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 That resume. I was like, Jesus Christ. I just got. I'm a friend. I'm still working on friends. I gave me the good comic credit. In, in the casting of Survivor, were they asking if were they like trying to like suss out whether you were maybe too nerdy? I'm not saying you're nerdy, but like, oh were they... yeah, it was real awkward. Uh, so they they sent me an email, and I just thought oh, spam, delete, and yeah. then I was like, wait, who is this company? I undeleted it, went down, had an interview, and it's this real awkward thing where they're sitting down, they're trying to assess just how awkward I am, <laughs> and we get towards the end of the interview, and the executive producer's like, so Sam, how are you with women? <laughs> And I was like, I'm familiar with the concept. <laughs> and she's like, you, you know you might have to talk to them. And I was like, yeah, I, I understand. And she's I'm like, in. they might be wearing bikinis. I'm like, who do you think I am? <laughs> like, testing you like, like so just, just showing you a picture of a woman just to check you don't come. <laughs> Can't you just trust that I've run the simulations enough times? Crunch the numbers. Just keep it to less than ten minutes. God. (laughs) It was weird. It was real weird. So I, I have to confess, I haven't seen Australian Survivor, so I don't know how it panned out. Is, oh. Can you spoil the... Uh, do you want to spoil how it turned I out? I obviously won. Uh, clearly. <laughs> That's why know, I'm here tonight, because I've won half a million dollars. Uh, yeah... You know, mistakes were made. Okay, <laughs> But um, it's probably indicative of my PhD project that when I was approached and someone's like, hey, you want to go live on a beach with no shelter and star for a month and a half? I was like, please, God, take me away. <laughs> and I did, and uh, I starved, and it was fun. And here I am. Here, and here yeah. we are. Is yeah. it like, I, I haven't, I mean, sur- Survivor, I remember, like, my parents watching it. I don't really remember watching it. Is yeah. it like, are you eating rats or... Like, no, we weren't it, allowed. You weren't allowed yeah, to eat rats. Yeah, it turns out you're not allowed to eat the, the wildlife unless it's a chicken. What? I, I eat chicken. I don't make the rules. <laughs> Are there many wild chickens running around this there island? There was one. I named him Jonathan after the host, and then we killed it. <laughs> I wanted him to know that like, I'm coming for him. <laughs> yeah. You'd never break eye contact with the other campmates <laughs> while you're murdering this yeah. chicken. That's, that's right. Was it Don't like laugh. all reality shows? Was it like all reality shows where people were like, I'm not here to make friends? Like where there's like bitchy uh, people? It's Survivor. Uh, we're talking? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, it's filled with a, a bunch of people that uh, go into the game just to manipulate everyone and just like fuck shit up. And so you're just trying to talk to someone. You're just waiting for them to like reach out and just slap you or something. You just don't know. <laughs> just what's like get happen. on TV. Yeah, it's. Uh, it was, I gave it was you chicken, Samantha. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! Leave me alone. The chicken was so good. Though. I'm sure that's oh, awesome. So, yeah, no, oh having eaten chicken is the best. Mm. Like, uh, I'm so hungry. It was very stringy it's though. Gross. I don't we kept talk trying about to feed anymore. it out beans. They give you rice and beans so you don't die, um, <laughs> which is fine. I hate beans and I hate them more now. And we just kept feeding the beans to the chicken. We we're like long-term investment. <laughs> he did uh, it, we decided to get rid of the chicken after we came back from a challenge and he'd been in our shelter which we spent a whole week building like you know it was shit but it took a lot of time <laughs> and this fucker had just shut everywhere through we're like we're coming back trying to go to bed and I go to lie down and there's this big orange just chicken shit right where my head rests and we're like Jonathan mate you got 12 hours like sun comes up head comes off <laughs> 
It was good. Orange? That sounds like an egg. I think we're feeding it too many beans. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, so part of our natural diet. It was diet. real bad. <laughs> So were you able to transfer any of your skills in astrophysics or science in general to doing anything well on Survivor or not? No. Okay. That's, <laughs> figured as much. Yeah, I didn't yeah, see I'm that. really good with computers and space. Uh, um, that's that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty much all my skills. I would say comedy so, and astrophysicists prepares that, that you for nothing. That was my role, being out there and just telling shit jokes and everyone just takes pity on me. They're like, yeah, we'll keep him around. He's no threat. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah I'm no threat. I was, in fact, no threat. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had it right. Yeah. I did watch, I watched your intro video um, oh. when you are describing yourself for the show. No, it's, it's great. Oh. No? You know, you know when you hear yourself talk and you're like, do I really sound like this? No, Watching your face is just disconcerting. No, I hate my own, but I mean, you're, you're Especially a man. Especially your face. Like, oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I'm beginning to see how you got voted off now. <laughs> it was a surprise to be sure. <laughs> you did admit in that intro video that you obviously are, you have a lot of science acumen, but that maybe social skills would be your weaker of, of the traits, and you were worried about that in the show. And then I was like, yeah, I guess they have to cast for all types. And I, I also relate to that because, like, obviously I'm a functioning adult with a podcast, so I've managed to figure out how to navigate social situations. But, like, I think I that and I, I, think, both... I, I think until you said with a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone with a podcast is blending in. Yeah. Is that on your resume? Social skills? Yes. I'm a functioning person with a podcast. Uh, yes. <laughs> Next. It's his Tinder profile. <laughs> I swear I could talk to him. But no, it's, it's, in a way, it's almost like ESL, like social skills were a second language. And like, yes, I got competent enough in my 20s or whatever, but like, it's never going to be, 20s. you're never going to be a native speaker of it. So like, it's never going to be... I'm not going to win Survivor. Well, you had you had the disav- advantage slash disadvantage growing up that you actually looked like you might fit socially. <laughs> no, I don't. That's the worst thing. Is like, like now I look like the guy who beat up the people that I got beat up by. Which is <laughs> so weird. No one believes like no one believes your nerd cred if you just can like bench more than two hundred or something. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not asking for sympathy. So I just need to bench not. more than two hundred. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I got this. <laughs> oh, wait, what's, oh, kilos, that'd be impossible. Okay, yeah, you guys... Uh, pounds. Yeah. You guys did the... You guys are smart. They're not the, stupid. Yeah, they're not yeah. stupid. Look at these people. Thank you. These are smart we people. all have PhDs up here. Yeah. <laughs> so, speaking of your PhD work, we've had guests on in the past who have also been cosmologists, theoretical physicists, and uh, Matt and I were talking before the show, and we were like, oh, man, is this going to be... Weird because we've talked about dark matter and dark energy with Sean Carroll before. The listener's gonna be, then I'm like, wait a minute, are we really thinking that it's possible that in an hour the listener's like, yeah, we get dark matter and dark energy? <laughs> Next topic, please. Yeah. I think this has been thoroughly covered yeah. in a podcast <laughs> that is mostly dick jokes. <laughs> but, but in the three and a half minutes of an hour podcast that isn't dick jokes, I think we pretty much cracked this whole dark matter issue. So can we set you up to for the new listeners in the audience and at home uh, to maybe give a layman's explanation of, of those two concepts? Or is that too much to ask in a podcast right now? Yeah, I'll uh, give it a shot. <laughs> Not sure I can work many jokes in because it doesn't matter. This is a smart audience. I promise they'll want to hear it. So. Okay, so dark matter is shit we can't see. That is just normal shit. It's, gravita- it's gravitationally attractive. And dark energy is this... Uh, mysterious invisible force pulling the uni- universe apart. Uh, we don't know why or how or, or who or what or, or when. Um, so I'm glad I spent three years of my life uh, trying to answer that question. Uh, and it I've got one month left. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, you're one month from your PhD? Yeah, from, yeah, from your, yeah. Uh, I haven't what? started writing my thesis, though. Oh, no. Oh, no. It <laughs> seems like I'm a bad way to say for an extension. If yeah. they're like, no, you don't get it, I'd be like, well, fuck, I'm leaving. <laughs> you should not be spending your Sunday here with yeah. us. <laughs> You've got stuff but to do, my friend. I'm deep in the hole. There's okay. no climbing up. It's fine. L- little tip uh, Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's got Don't everything I've on done there. I've done it. It's fine. It's good. I did a when when in Carter the CD in Carter CD ROM was the thing. <laughs> we had to do these presentations in class, and one guy he, it was pretty obvious right from the beginning that he'd copied from somewhere because he wasn't the kind of person who could write like that. <laughs> but we had to read it out in class, and he'd clearly not even proofread it once because he read out the words C-related articles. Oh, amazing. So what is, when your thesis is done, what will the topic be? I think I'd read it out loud already, but I, can you Yeah, you sort of it? stole all my thunder there. Oh, so, yeah. uh, so essentially, I'm looking at um, supernova, so exploding stars. The, oh geez, how do I condense this down? You don't have to. No, no, G- get no, no, no. Into it. Shut up, up. Okay. I'll do it. Okay, okay. okay. But we've got time, we've got time. Yeah, yeah, okay. get, get nerdy, get into it. We've I got promise. two hours left, buckle up. <laughs> Uh, so essentially the premise is uh, there's a sort of supernova that explodes with the same brightness. No matter where it is in the universe, no matter how far away, it's the same brightness. And so if you have like a, you know, a light that you know how bright it is, and then you can measure how bright it appears to you, you can figure out how far away the light is. The further away it is, the dimmer it appears. And so we just measure as many of these fuckers as we can find, and then just try and map out around 9 billion years of the universe. And then we say, well, this doesn't make any sense. And then here we are. <laughs> so wait, wait, what, what would the best case what would the best case result be that you might find from the like what's the um, it would just be saying once again Einstein was right it's this re- he's this really annoying guy so everyone's heard of Einstein I hope if not leave um, <laughs> and everyone thinks he's really smart and it's true it's true but you don't quite appreciate he had his finger in every bloody pie in physics. I was doing thermodynamics, and like, oh, that's named after Einstein. You're doing quantum theory? Oh, yeah, Einstein. He's everywhere, and he just made these predictions about, for example, dark energy. It was an accident to me. He's like, yeah, if you add this number here, you get dark energy. Oh, I didn't know that was a thing that he was responsible for also. Yeah, yeah, that's he put not... it in his equations to stop the universe expanding. You just had to change the number slightly, and it then starts doing what we think it's doing. And if we can measure what it's doing as well as we think we can... We might be able to say, yeah, Einstein right again, and we can just pack up and go home because we'll never discover anything ourselves. Has he been proven wrong about no. anything? No. no. He has. Uh, there was a theologian who proved that God does play dice. Oh. <laughs> also, it turns out he didn't invent the electric guitar in spite of what Yahoo Sirius would have taught you in his youth, supposedly. But he did put bubbles in beer, so he was still yeah, partly... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So uh, dark energy is, is a thing that is, it exists in any unit of space-time, and it's causing that thing to get expanded? Is that a thing that's Yeah, that, that's, that's dark energy. Dark yeah. energy, yeah. yeah. And it's that's, just kind that's of... It. It's just Can you make it into a Marvel character and then explain it? I'm just... I'm really dumb. <laughs> and every no. time I hear it, I'm like... Does it wear a mask? <laughs> if it did, we could see it. Like, I, oh, I want it to dress up, but yeah. it's, it's not. It's just... So is it, yeah. is it affecting me right now? 
Like, if I have a bad yes. day, can I be like dark energy? <laughs> yeah. You just need to buy some healing crystals. Yeah, no. Oh. And leave them out under the full moon. Oh, dude, I've done everything to try to fix my life. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah. We've had people who've worked on LIGO before, which is the detector that mm-hmm. detected, I hate to use the same word twice, uh, gravity waves, which Einstein also. Yeah, yep, another one. God damn it. Um, and we've had listeners who have sent in stories about there have been recent people who have said, wait, 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 you guys have given this data out to the public, and if you look at the data differently, maybe these signals aren't what you thought they were. We haven't actually gotten into it in the podcast. I'm just curious, do you have any take on that, or is that best left to a different... Uh... No, it's fine. It's just like you release this data, which like a thousand scientists have worked on for five years to tease a signal out, and then some dude with Wikipedia up like, no, I had a look and they're wrong. And you're just like, oh, that's cute, sweetie. <laughs> I, I Get wasn't a taking job. their side. I was purely just saying, it's, I, I've seen articles where people are like, the truth is out there. I'm like, wait, which side are you? Like, fucking, are you a LIGO truther? Are you a gravitational wave like conspiracy Amen. theorist? <laughs> <laughs> Now so we, we get a bunch of those emails. Someone like as soon as you do something academic and your email goes online, you start getting the conspiracy emails, and they come and they're like, "Hey, excuse me, Doctor Hint," and I'm like, "Wrong." And then I and just have this book I would like you to read, and they send you like 300 pages of math, and they're just like, "Can you give me some thoughts?" And it's like, "My no, like I'm busy. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not busy. reading your trash. <laughs> I'm busy. You're almost certainly wrong." <laughs> Oh, yeah. Like, I, I, my undergrad degree was in maths, and uh, it's nice to be able to put the plural on that again. It's singular. But when it literally I do... sounds like somebody that doesn't know math talking about math does. Yeah. <laughs> you know all the maths. Yeah. yeah, and you're like, okay. Yeah, I studied mathematics. Hang on a second now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you do like the, the the professors and stuff in the bath department will get like they'll get the cranks. They'll get the sort of like I have I have proof Fermat's last theorem. Like you probably haven't. <laughs> yeah, almost certainly like, whatever you Is that like when a friend sends us a script and they're like, let us know what you think and you're oh, like, It's yeah. bad, I don't need to read it. <laughs> yeah, I had who was it again? My boss is pretty funny. Here's the joke, no. <laughs> yeah, it was. I think it was my parents' insurance broker who wanted to send me his idea for a sitcom because he's got some characters in his life. <laughs> like, oh no! <laughs> so, yeah, I'm sure like any great. Script, I'm sure Aaron Sorkin's email is out there somewhere, and someone sent him his script for like Die Hard in a Nursing Home or something. It's <laughs> like, can you give me some notes? Like, no, what? Also, like, once you've now you've said that in a recording, that's yours. That's mine. Die Hard in a Nursing Home. <laughs> if anyone makes Die Hard in a Nursing Home now, that's time stamped right today yeah. I, I was it. one day away from retirement because I'm 90 years old <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm getting too old for this shit yeah. actually I'm, I'm writing that now god damn it I gotta go guys I gotta go work on this screenplay so uh, <laughs> okay so again so LIGO you're not worried about someone um, I mean I guess no one should be worried about science because the idea should be that things are reproducible and no one should be like hiding anything and so by, by all means people should have at the data, but you're saying no one has had at the data in a way that makes you worried about those results yet. The, the amount of time that people dedicate like, in the scientific field to getting shit right is, is painfully large. Yeah. Like, I wanted to release one of, my, one of my papers like two years ago, and like, my organization was like, you know, you should run this check, then this check, then this check, and I'm sitting there just crying at my computer saying, I've run all the checks, and they're like, you still can't release. So, you know, it's checked. 
It's checked. It's checked. Okay, yeah, we can consider fine. that checked for now until yeah, for now until notes. until something comes up and we're like, that's weird. Okay. And we like that happening. We like weird shit. So I don't know if you guys remember the Higgs boson was discovered like a few years ago. It pissed us all off. Right? We didn't want the Higgs boson because that. that's just a prediction of the standard model. It means yeah, we got it right. Which means there's no like you know if the standard model's fine, well shit. Like I was like, wouldn't it be cool if we could find a new standard model, find some new physics? And Basically, it's, it's you would just, just like, yeah, no, no, everything we thought 50 years ago was right. Oh, and it would just so it'd be right. nicer if that something came out and you're like, well, this doesn't fit any of the equations, so then all the theoreticians have to sit down and yeah, spend ages working out, like, okay, what the fuck new equation actually fits this stuff? That's... So are you saying you're bored? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just lack the capacity to solve the problem, really. It's just frustration. You're like, oh, everything's been solved, and uh, I'm pretty much done. So. Well, the theorists initially said that they'd solve dark energy, right? They were like, you know, if you, if you treat space-time as a quantum vacuum, you can actually quantize the energy in it. And so they did that, and they sent us the results. Have you guys heard of the vacuum catastrophe? It's, it's the worst um, theoretical... Pr- maybe, but it, unless it's a science thing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's a frequent occurrence in Queensland emergency rooms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, Where just did you know that I tripped, and that's how it happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're not, you're not using my vacuum anymore. <laughs> Jesus. What is, so what is the... Va- okay, okay, now, now, now I'll tell you. Now okay. I'll tell you. <laughs> Worst theoretical prediction in the history of physics, where the amount that they predicted for dark energy versus the amount we observe was off by 120 orders of magnitude. Um, that's crazy. That's just a slight error. It's like, you guys know how the universe like, real big. Yeah, right. And that's worth, hang on, just reiterating, that's not a factor of 120, that's 120 orders of magnitude. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. off by a factor one, of zero, one zero, zero. with 120 yeah. zeros after it. Yeah, it's big. It's big. It's like <laughs> estimating that the size of the universe is smaller than a proton. So it, it's not. It's about 30 orders of magnitude worse. <laughs> but th- there's nothing you can compare to. And they're like, yeah, no, we solved it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you might have like, missed a plus or minus somewhere. <laughs> You've got to carry the two. That's where the problem is. Right there. Yeah. And I, I thought one day that I should, I should look at that. And I did some projects in, in like quantum stuff. And um, now the math is real nasty. I was like, I'll just, I'll just write some code. Okay. Yeah. In one it. of those 14 languages, obviously. In which yeah, yeah, yeah. fluid. Yeah, obviously. Just JavaScript. You know, that's all you need. Can I ask a question? No. Yeah. Oh, so, sorry. Yeah, yeah, go for it. What do you do for fun? <laughs> cry into my pillow at night? Everybody does that for fun. <laughs> I'm not different at all. Oh Take my god, that, quantum physics are just like us. Uh, That's a compliment. Yeah. I'll take it. But like, what is... What's... <laughs> the only answer I can give will just make you more depressed. Is so re- just don't, don't ask. Is it like reading more science? Like- I actually hate reading science. It's, it's dry. Scientific papers are so, so dry. You try and read one start to end, you will be asleep. It's fantastic if you're trying to fall asleep. <laughs> and every time I try and write something, I like inject jokes into it, just like maybe someone will laugh. You send it off to the journal, and they're like, this is inappropriate language. You're like, come on, guys. I always like, said cunt twice. <laughs> <laughs> and it was in the acknowledgement. <laughs> yeah. And it was in context, so... <laughs> It's cunty like, dark matter. <laughs> <laughs> if I say that now in an academic presentation by accident, I'll, I'll let you know. Oh, thank you. And then you'll have to support me when I lose my job. Oh, I'm right but there the- with you. I have nothing to do. <laughs> <laughs> 
they are difficult. And again, I never got to the level of scientific training where I was regularly reading papers. So it's but it. it and if you're not trained on that, they are really hard. Our, our lovely listeners who consistently emailed us in great stories to cover. Uh, I know there are some in this room right now. And it, by the way, like I know you said it was weird. Some of you were like, "Oh, that's what Matt and Andy looked like." Didn't know that. It's also weird for us to suddenly someone will say a name. We go, like, "Oh shit! Oh, all right." Uh, <laughs> by the way, is Destruction Lane in the audience tonight? Oh, oh shit! Oh, it's so satisfying for Of me. course yeah. he has glasses. <laughs> you do look like a destruction, though. <laughs> oh my God, this feels like the end of like a lifetime's journey. <laughs> <laughs> to die in Australia. How fitting. <laughs> Watch out. Koalas have chlamydia. <laughs> they keep them in their pouches. Yeah, we, we learned about jellyfish that make you want to commit suicide. Like, yeah, there's a listener coming who's called destruction. Like, I'm not scared of the animals. I'm terrified of but murderous pe- listeners. But people will eat, like people email in stories, and then sometimes people will just email in academic papers, and you're like, that's very lovely of you, and this is clearly an interesting bit of science. But there's not a hope in hell we will get through this in the episode. Yeah, uh, can you have the cliff notes? It's exa- this, like, yeah. That's exactly what articles are. That's exactly like this papers written. And then someone else has read it and understood it and then given it to us. And written a pun for the opening sentence. Clearly yeah. <laughs> a bad pun. Fuck. Uh, yeah. We've talked the, about the this on the show enough times for me to go into it now, but there's nothing. Like, Jesus Christ, science writers love a pun. And they're not good at it either, but they give it a crack. And... Oh. So I know you, you were also studying, uh, or if you go to your website right now, which we will link to in the notes at probablyscience.com, the first thing that you mention is your interest in Bayesian or Bayesian uh, modeling and machine learning. Is that a thing you can explain to the audience in brief as well, or not? No. Oh. <laughs> uh, no, no, I'll try, I'll try. Can I try? Oh, please. <laughs> I want to hear this now. So say, say the word again. What is it again? Bayesian the, modeling. Bayesian modeling. Well, it, start, it starts... Not to Bayes. Well, it's definitely a black Asian. Let's yeah. start with that. Um, <laughs> um, it's, 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 the clothes are culturally all over the place. Um... Are they problematic? <laughs> Trying to do this without being racist yeah, yeah. is so hard. You're um, in Australia. <laughs> oh, I'll just keep being myself. Um, <laughs> there we go. Modeling, I would say that they're probably constructing some kind of architecture together with cultural means. I'm done. <laughs> nah, she, she hit it. We're going to take yes. off then. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Yeah. I, I, I know Bayes, I know like the probability, the basic uh, Bayes theorem of probability, which is that thing like the probability of A given B is, and then it's... B given A times probability of B divided by the probability of A. I, I remember that from some class. Yeah. Yes. Is it related to that or not? No, it's exactly that. The, oh. the whole idea is just, as we do science better and better, as, as we get more and more data, our models for that data need to get better and better. And Bayesian modeling is just how you try and make them better. Machine learning is completely different. That's the, the creepy Facebook voodoo magic where it's like, is this you in that photo? And you're like, yes, but don't tag me, Jesus. <laughs> That's machine learning. Yeah. I was, I, whenever it does that to me, I never say yes because I don't want them to learn. Yeah. <laughs> I want to help them. But then there's like like a dead deer in the background and they're like, is that you, Matt? And you're like, what? how do you not know who I am by now? Yeah. No, I'll go, yeah, yeah, that's me. That's yeah, what yeah, I look yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. So if you come years. looking for me later, that's what I look like. Um, On the side once, of the road. Once the machines take over and they're trying to track down Matt, who's the last of the defenders. <laughs> They'll just be firing on endless dead deer. 
Have you hung out with said he comedians before? He just hates before? the environment, doesn't he? Just kill all the deer. It's like, already on, dead. At least pick a koala or some other useless animal. Oh. Watch your mouth. Yeah, come at oh, me. Oh, yeah, I'll bite you with your Belasian machinery. Yeah. <laughs> you can't stand against the power of statistics. Yes. Koalas Are you kidding have me? A I failed statistics. <laughs> Koalas have a purpose, and that is to turn eucalyptus leaves into adorability. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't realized that so we went to the zoo a couple of days ago, but uh, they were telling us that the reason koalas just basically don't move is because eucalyptus is extraordinarily toxic. <laughs> and that's the only thing they can eat. So they just eat it a lot and then basically have to process poison while sleeping on a tree, in a tree for 16 I mean, hours. Everybody here drinks excessively. <laughs> nobody, like, nobody is like, poor koalas. <laughs> you don't metabolize rum. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know science. <laughs> oh, yeah, I should have pointed out at the beginning that uh, Liz turns rum into adorability. Oh. <laughs> You've never seen me at a bar. I'm so fun. <laughs> I'll leave. Doubt. <laughs> so, Sam, are you at all pessimistic about the future of machine learning and, uh, you know, the fucking um, Kurtzweilian singularity and all that kind of shit. What, what's your overall... Hail the machines. Okay. <laughs> Let's get that out on record early on. So I'm one of the survivors. <laughs> yeah. 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 And you're recording it into a machine right now as well. So, hey, Zoom I recorder, tell the others. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell your family. <laughs> well, yeah, what's that thought experiment about, like, if... Uh, God damn it, how does it work? Like, basically, you have to start building what will be the machine overlord because if you don't, you'll be retroactively punished because they'll know who didn't build it once it gets built. Is that a thing? It's a thought experiment. Does anyone know this thing thing I'm talking about? What's it called? Basilisk Basilisk AI, I believe. Basilisk AI. Can you explain it better than I can? The AI is a hypothetical future AI which will torture for all eternity anyone who hears about it. So, sorry, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) And does not help make it. So, you all now need to help make the Basilisk AI. Otherwise, he'll resurrect you and torture you for all eternity when it is made. That's perfect. Get on it, guys. Go make the Basilisk AI. Thank you to our listeners. What's your name? Sorry. Uh, Eden. Eden. Thank you so much for that explanation. Yeah, but once I read that, I was like... This is the best day of his life. (laughs) He's like, do you know how many people I've talked to to try to explain that to? And they all walked away. (laughs) (laughs) What was on the hypothetical, if you've heard of it and you don't help? That's the problem. But you just told us about it. We have just, we've just, it's like one of those thought, um, I mean, what's, it's like, it's like watching the, the ring video. Now that you've heard that and you know it exists, you are now under constant obligation to create it or else you'll be tortured for all eternity. Yeah. So it's fuck you, just prove that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you brought us all down with you. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Yeah. But I mean, I, lo- I love our audience, though. Of course someone in the audience instantly knows that answer. <laughs> Wait, wait, I want to try this. Who can explain dark energy? You don't want me to. <laughs> yeah, you had your chance. Oh, I'm fucked. So yeah, is, is, uh, is there any way that, that dark matter is incorrect in some way and it's just a way to account for gravity that we d- don't... It, it's at that stage where dark matter is a thing. Like, we, we have 
essentially direct observations of it. And it's worth we pointing out that see it. it's worth pointing out they are two completely different oh, yeah, concepts. Yeah. It's, it's not like dark it's matter so is not the matter equivalent of dark energy. Yeah. 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 I, every time I like I give a public talk on like dark energy, and the first question is like, so dark matter? And you're like, mm, different. Didn't talk about dark matter at all. But it's annoying that they both they both have the same adjective, dark, yeah. and yet, and we know matter and energy are connected, thanks to Einstein. Uh, <laughs> but, but that is not like like dark energy equals dark matter c, c squared. squared. Yeah, so at all. It would be so naming. nice if it was. It's just but like, it isn't. Oh, yeah, They're two completely thing. wildly different things. Yeah. But that's just shitty naming. Like that's you know what I mean. Astronomers are pretty bad at naming. I was gonna things. say like girls have like nail polish colors that are just like it'll be pink and you'll be like night out and then it'll be like <laughs> orange and it'll be like he didn't call. <laughs> <laughs> tell you the range of it and then you guys are like everything's dark I didn't learn colors (laughs) (laughs) it's true if if you want other examples of astronomy names um, we have the the large telescope we have the very large telescope (laughs) they are building the extremely large telescope and there are plans for the overwhelmingly large telescope Frankly, like I, I sort of like that last name. It has like a bit of Doctor Doom about it. And you're like, yeah, but the others are just, yeah, you know, very, very generic. Yeah. All right, sorry. You, need, you guys need girls in your life. <laughs> What's a woman? <laughs> We've already established what happens when you put a girl near him. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Not talking to you now. <laughs> he has a successful camp and raises a chicken. We've established. <laughs> That's all you need in life, mate. Get your priorities sorted. Get off the segways. <laughs> you can prize that out of my cold, dead hand. <laughs> Honestly, so much fun. You look like such a twat on the but So much fun. I should post the video of you on the, on the scooter today, scooting by Sarah Milk. Oh, that is already, it has already been posted by us. Oh, it has? Okay, excellent. Yeah. Lovely Sally Ann Hayward posted it. Maybe she just put it on Facebook. I don't know if she tweeted it, but it's there. Looking pretty cool. <laughs> Has there been any blowback in terms of like people loving to destroy those things here like they do in the States? Oh, yeah. If, if you have a look in the Brisbane River, if you use the app, thousands of them. <laughs> Just literally. Oh, but I wanted to use one once. Signals. I wanted to embrace my, my inner twat. Yeah. And I, I spent like an hour trying to find one. And my map says, like, the nearest one, turn to your left, 30 meters. And I'm on, I'm on a bridge. I'm like, I can't do it. <laughs> I was, um, what, the one near, because I was like, I was meeting some friends uh, this afternoon. I was like, oh, I don't have quite enough time to walk down there. I don't want to get an Uber. So I was like, oh, maybe try one of the scooters. Uh, and I looked on the app, and the nearest one to me was just half a block away from where we're staying. And I was like following it around, and then it was like, said it was in the, it's either inside the building or someone had just hidden it in the bushes so that they could reclaim it afterwards. But I realized after a while, I'm basically just looking in someone's bushes. <laughs> Like a crazy person, like I just like like I look super creepy. I was just like sort of walking up and down a hedgerow, just looking in their property. Uh, so I vaguely understand you can just leave them anywhere. That's the idea. Yeah, it doesn't have a docking station. You just leave it by the side of the road. But the way, again, because it's a shitty tech company run by shitty people, almost certainly. Like I think Bird was the first company that did it in Santa Monica, and then Lime was shortly afterwards. But they just overnight suddenly the streets of Santa Monica just had hundreds of these things just dumped on the just dumped on the pavement and just dumped, dumped in the middle of the street. And they like what they lock? Like, is it, it yeah it's self locking and if you try and wheel it away it starts beeping and an alarm goes off. But you can pick it it's not locked to anything it's like it's, if you pick oh, it you up and throw it in the back of your car. You like, absolutely can it'll start making a noise once it detects that it's moving and it hasn't been hired. Yeah. 
But I, just, but I hate the fact that they can just claim the right to, like, I'm going to leave my property on the, on the sidewalk the public paid for, and you can't steal it. Like, if I leave yeah. my wallet on the street and it's gone when I come back in an hour, I can't be like, hey, someone's like, no, you don't but own it, those sidewalks to put but it is, But it is absolutely, like, the, it's a very dickish way they started. They didn't go through any of the regulations or hopes. They, tri- they did it the same way as Uber did, where, like, oh, we'll just grow to the point that we're bigger than the government, and then if you try and take it away, everyone will protest, and then, so... I don't approve of any of their activities or actions, and back in L.A., fuck them. But I am on holiday. So, like I said, like the second you're on holiday... But people are just, like, throwing them in the rivers because they're horrible people? No, there's Instagram accounts dedicated to people destroying them in creative ways. Because people just see them, and they're like, fuck, get this shit out of my city, and then just throw it in the trees or the bushes or set fire to them. So with the docking stations, with the, the bikes there's an accountability because you rented it and then you have to return it. Yeah. Rather than with a scooter, you just drop it off and then if somebody fucks with it, that wasn't me. Oh, well, once you, when you drop it off, you, you say end of ride. Like, you open the app up and go, like, I'm locking it here and then it makes you take a picture of where you locked it. And then, so it knows, it knows at that point you are no longer responsible <laughs> for that thing. You put it somewhere safe on the, on the street. Oh, can you do that with children? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stay taking a picture. She's wearing pink. You are locked now until someone else opens the app. We call that dark parenting. <laughs> so Sam, you're finishing a PhD up in a month. Or, this is like or the more. worst date he's ever been on. <laughs> what are you planning to do once you have uh, figured out Bayesian modeling of? Machine learning. <laughs> I'm gonna, it's easy. I've got, got to figure it out. I'm going to send an email to Elon Musk. Okay. Ask him to adopt me as his son. <laughs> uh, he will, of course, accept that. And then I, I just take him out, take over his empire, and that, I have no backup plans. Perfect. Sounds great. What? what ah, what? the plot of Annie 2. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, by the way. Uh, I can tell you the plot of Annie 2 because we found that DVD in a supermarket bargain bin. <laughs> It's called Annie 2, A Raw Adventure, and it is wildly confusing. <laughs> it, has, it, it honestly it has a cast that includes Joan Collins and disgraced former porn star Tracy Lord. Wait, why is she disgraced? Yeah. Well, because she was doing it underage. I thought she like, or, or at least the industry around her was disgraced. Yeah, exactly. I Although think she, she was, was the one like who lied victim, about her age, so I think she was the victim of the. I don't. I don't anyway, know. let's not get into yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> let's not, let's this not is get a into science the... podcast. <laughs> Stay on topic. Annie, too. I don't want a victim blame on a science podcast. <laughs> you were saying about a classic. Well, uh, it, the plot is uh, Daddy Warbucks and Annie and a couple of her orphan friends who stow away <laughs> travel to London because Daddy Warbucks is about to be knighted by the Queen for being the richest man in the world. (laughs) As you do. And meanwhile, Joan Collins is plotting to blow up the royal family so that she will herself become Queen. And you are nodding like you've seen the movie. (laughs) Oh, no, you're just nodding out of interest. (laughs) She's literally buying it on her phone right now. She's like, God, I need to do something tonight. If it is still available anywhere, I will be uh, astonished. It has... It has no songs in the entire thing because they clearly couldn't afford it, except at the very end where, the, where they burst into tomorrow, but at the end when things have gone right, <laughs> even though the song tomorrow comes at the beginning of anyone because it's about how her life is currently shit 
but things will be good tomorrow. But instead, it's like the baddies being vanquished and Daddy Warbuck, and like, he's just got knighted, and then they turn around and start singing tomorrow for some reason, because they clearly bought the rights to the song and had nowhere else to use it. It couldn't just be like, the sun did come out this morning. <laughs> it all makes sense. I think you have to pay more if you change the lyrics to a song. No, oh, okay. It's, um... Yeah, and uh, you got yourself in a hole. Just gonna keep talking. There's some remarkable special effects. <laughs> but she was, she's gonna, she was planning to blow up. I'm just gonna. Sorry, this is a whole big spoiler alert for Annie to a Ron adventure. So if you're planning to watch the movie, just stop listening now. But. <laughs> but she's gonna blow up the royal family with some missile which you never see at a distance. You only ever see very close up. There's clearly a metal panel. <laughs> but then the kid who's the kind of computer nerd uh, manages Sam. to successfully reprogram... <laughs> like, manages to reprogram the missile so that the coordinates are changed so it blows up in midair. And this is demonstrated by... It focuses on their face as the missile takes off and they just flick the contrast of the shot up and down a bit <laughs> to show to give the illusion of a liftoff and then they cut to stock footage of two different fireworks superimposed on top of each other <laughs> <laughs> they've clearly got from a video library when was this made uh i i, I was working on it uh between <laughs> I was working on it this summer, and we're really looking for a distributor right now, so... <laughs> if anyone knows anyone in the film business... <laughs> we are very pleased to announce two new sponsors to the podcast, Bird Scooters and Annie 2. So, <laughs> thank you guys for indulging us. we got to make... Uh, it's Lime Scooters out here. We've oh, just fucked our sponsorship by naming oh, the God, yeah, it's... <laughs> it's like Blue Apron all over again. <laughs> Can we start this over from the top, guys? Can you pretend like you didn't hear about the Dark Matter and stuff? Look at this. Not like I said much worth remembering. <laughs> it's something. It has gravity, but you can't see it, and it doesn't interact. And it passes through you, and you wouldn't feel it pass through you because it doesn't interact, interact electromagnetically, which includes... The, Can like, you write my thesis? <laughs> no, I'm just regurgitating stuff that Sean Carroll said, because I was like, well, why doesn't it, like, if it's going through Earth right now, why doesn't it, like, hit Earth? And he was saying that if something doesn't interact electromagnetically, it also means it doesn't touch the... Th it goes yeah, through the thing. Like even, even just, like, you're fingers not being able to go through each other is because of electromagnetic interaction, right? Yeah. So dark matter interacts nothing. Nothing at all. No strong, no weak, no electromagnetism. But yay for gravity, just the gravity. weakest of all the forces. So weak yeah. and yet so mysterious. Yeah. And, and, it, and it is gravity. Gravity is, again, this is one of the things that physicists have no idea about yet, which, right? which is like, why is gravity so ridiculously weak compared to any of the other forces? Yeah, it... It's, some, it's not a question that we even know if we can answer. Like, right. Because, like, for example, like a, a tiny like, fridge. Is that, is that even possible for it to be stronger? It, could it be weaker? You know, it's... Because, like, for example, a know. tiny fridge magnet can pick up a piece of metal, which means that yeah, it's it counteracting the, the entire gravitational pull of the planet. Yeah. It's counteracted by a thumbnail-sized Yeah, gravity is magnet. shit. We hate gravity. <laughs> we just can't get rid of it. Yeah, I think the Insane Clown Posse deserves more credit than we give them. <laughs> their take on magnets, which I do believe are miracles. Do we have any jugglos here? We, we, we got, got an e emails from Australian jugglos. They exist. So I just wanted to know. We, we did oh, get that, an email because jugglos have been mentioned in the show and we got an email a few, a few weeks ago from someone going, actually, I am a juggalo listener. Uh, they exist. Yeah. What is, the most, what, to you? what is the most cliche band to love in Australia? 
Who? Someone over there said Jimmy Barnes, and then someone over there just went, no. <laughs> no. ACDC are great, though. Oh, my God. I just... Parts of this trip are coming back that happened during alcohol. Um, <laughs> I forgot I may have met the son of um, uh, Malcolm Young. When? I, well, I wasn't with you for that. You weren't with me. No, no, no. Okay. I went out on my own. I had a little adventure, and I met someone who either was lying to me I didn't know you went adventuring without me, Andy. <laughs> I've had some adventures, yes. In, in uh, Frankie's Pizza place in Sydney, where the house band was playing, and they were like top-notch musicians. I want to plug Tiplers. I want to plug uh, Bruce Vegas. Go to Frankie's Pizza in Sydney if you want to see a good band, and, I, and possibly meet an ACDC offspring. i got to Google this to see if it's true, but um, it seemed legit. It seemed legit, or just the kind of like, every American will believe that any Australian <laughs> <laughs> the son of an ACTC member. Wait, are there, I forgot, who's, there, there are siblings, right? They're, they're Malcolm two... and Angus Young okay, were the so siblings. So one of their children, I believe, was a guy that I met. I need to do some Googling, because this is an empirical podcast. I want to put out pseudoscience here, but... Uh, that's my we story. are empiricists, we're evidence-based, yeah. and that's why we will Google a thing. <laughs> <laughs> we will thoroughly check on Wikipedia. <laughs> Before we say something on the record. Yeah, I also saw on your on your resume or on your website, uh, you have um, talks you've given on on pseudoscience in the information world. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those topics that real frustrates you. Yeah, you know because of Facebook, um, <laughs> and you, you know you have those friends and they share the things and then you just you just want to not engage. I'm really bad at not engaging. I'm one of those angry, <laughs> argumentative yeah. people. I'm like, no, you're wrong, and I'm gonna make you realize that. <laughs> What accent was that? I like it. Ah, uh, so much. It was, it was a little bit of Mr. T. I it was a little, yeah. yeah. It seemed like he's pity the fool. The fool. <laughs> that doesn't know how, how, how did Dark Mr. Matter. T just get in just to say that? <laughs> that was crazy. No, it's, it's, it's good because there's, there's actually this whole dark side of science made up of the crackpot. So we have something we call Archive, which is hosted by some uni. And whenever you submit a paper, you also put on Archive. It's our way of making everything open access, right? Because but Archive is the one that's spelled A R. With the, X, yeah, the yeah. X is the Greek symbol Chi. Archive. Uh, oh, I get it. Yeah, there you go. Science jokes. Yeah. <laughs> but you need like approval to post there. So uh, a scientist that has approval has to then like add you. It's it's like a boys' club, right? But there's one that you don't need approval, and it's called Vixra, and it's where all the crackpots go and they post their like word documents. Uh, <laughs> like who writes in Word? I'm uh, proficient in it actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my Five skills. <laughs> And, and by the way, I gotta say, I've actually seen Andy using Microsoft Word, and he's not just bullshitting on his resume. You're like, you are. He has a level of fluency. Can, oh. can you move pictures like around without changing the text? Because oh. he could do columns, I know. clip art. I know, I know margins. I got it all. Yeah. Dang. He can write a macro. I told you I'm proficient. Yeah, yeah. So you were saying so pseudoscience. Oh, I can't uh, even remember. Yeah, no. Man. But you, uh, do you actively still like you engage? currently online when you see shit instead of just being like oh this is a lost cause I, I try to m- mostly it's just the reason it's just... your thesis is not done yeah too much Facebook <laughs> <laughs> I make sure in my little office that no one else can see my screen so I just yeah. have Facebook up all day and he's like, like and they're like wow he's really working yeah and then my supervisor like so Sam what have you done today I'm like I was just really sick again yeah just equations and another reason why dousing is bullshit it is. <laughs> well, they're pretty... How Don't talk back to me. <laughs> uh, 
You know what's weird? It's like comedians have a lot of free time, and you've just decided to have a lot of free time. (laughs) (laughs) It's great being a student. No one pays you, but you have freedom. You clearly do nothing. Yeah. (laughs) He was on Survivor. What have any of us done? Come on, give him him some slack. Did you have to take a break from your studies, obviously, for Survivor, or was it during oh, yeah. a break in the Oh, no, I, I needed a break. Yeah. I had spent three months just pressing the same button mm-hmm. on my computer. It's one of those things where you have a supercomputer, you ship off a job, and you wait a day for it to come back, and it tells you the answer. You just, like, you tweak something, you ship it off, and it works, and it's like, it's still wrong. You're like, change something by 1%, still wrong. You're just like, please, three months. Oh, God. Three months. I never figured it out. I just, like, new project. That's fine. <laughs> Saw some knowing nods from the scientists in the audience. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, we asked this the other night. over there, just like, yep. Should we? A lot of checking. We've been surveying our audiences and seeing how many of you are actual like practicing scientists in some way, or would consider yourself in a STEM field. By show of hands, uh, there's a few knocking around. Oh, there's yeah. more than a few. I should eight, not be ten? allowed to be on this. <laughs> <laughs> any any physicists? Not a single <laughs> physicist. Oh. There's a lot of. A dozen count and you know it. Good enough, sweetheart. I support you. My parents also went to school. I, I love that in Australia, Malcolm Young is considered a physicist. That's incredible. That's uh, let's see those hands again real quick for the STEM people. Uh, what, uh, oh, we, we know what Michael Smout studies. Uh, what do you study? Software engineer. Software engineer. I'm a software engineer. Yo, what up, bro? <laughs> I just behind. Microbiologist. Oh, so many words oh. I don't know. <laughs> Up there? Where are you? Pathology. Pathology. Excellent, excellent. That's the key. Uh, wait, wait, I see a hand. Oh, yeah, what do you got over there? Science education. Science education. I need your help. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I didn't catch one. What was your mate? Geochemist. Chem- Geochemist. Right. Geochemist. I could do that. I could do what that. Is ge- what is yeah. geochemistry as opposed to geophysics? Pouring water on rocks. Oh, okay. Good. I knew I got that hey, one. Hey, I'm a geochemist too. <laughs> <laughs> like making like cute waterfalls and stuff? Cool. So geochemist, what else we got up the back? Theoretical chemistry? Theoretical chemistry? I've never heard those words together. I was going to say, is that just made up chemistry? Because again, <laughs> I got that. Yeah, I bet this would turn blue if I poured it together. I'm not going <laughs> I'm not gonna. <laughs> I don't want to move this into the realms of practice. I, I guess, like, theoretical chemistry is what I experience every time I swipe right on Tinder, right? Yes. <laughs> we'll see. Is that about it? That's it, sir? That's the, oh, no, there's a... Okay. Yeah. There's some more at the back there. Or was there any up front. He's shy. Software engineering and... Oh, hey, uh, Cohen in the bar as well. I was going to say, the Wait. bartender is smarter than me. I just don't understand. Mixology. Yeah. science. Yeah. The only true PhD science. PhD in mixology. Yeah, there we go. This guy in the white shirt does... Environmental health officer. So, environmental health officer. Oh, cool. So, health inspector. And, um, oh, God. <laughs> you should not be in this bar. <laughs> So health inspector. Cool. All right. Sweet. I'm proud of all of you. 
No, this, is, this has been amazing, and I think it's about time we wrap things up. But before we do, uh, I want to hear from both of our guests where listeners can find out more about their work. Let's start with you, Sam. Like where, if people want to find out all oh, about yeah, you, make what's me the best? follow the scientist. <laughs> uh, come to UQ. I'm in my office on Facebook. Uh, <laughs> okay. um, if not that, I'll be at home on Facebook. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I guess I have a website, cosmiccoding.com.au or something. I'm sorry, I did a software engineering degree first. And then I was like, this is shit. Let's do physics like an idiot. Um, and it's where I put all my sadness. Oh. <laughs> so I end on a happy note. I love yeah, it! Yeah. Yeah. We will link to all of that sadness over on our sites for listeners at home. Liz, where can our listeners find you? Same. <laughs> Um, uh, I'm here. I'm going to be at the Sit Down Comedy Club um, headlining on Friday and Saturday. Um, everything is at Liz Mealy, M-I-E-L-E. I think you guys have like the high-end like vacuum cleaner refrigerator. They, I don't have that money. Um, but that's how you spell it. Um, and so it's at LizMealy.com. I'll, you know, I'll, it, you're, you've solved the best of me. Um, <laughs> but I have a bunch of stuff on YouTube. I have two albums. Um, I take a lot of cat pictures, so don't follow me on Instagram. But there will be koala pictures tomorrow. I'll post my chlamydia. <laughs> so def- definitely follow. And if, if there's loads of you here. Go and go and see Liz do stand up at the weekend because yeah. she is awesome. Yes. Uh, you can find us at Probably Science individually at Andy T Wood and at Matt Kirshen. Questions, comments, clarifications, stories, corrections, anything like that. Uh, Any two public viewing party. Probably <laughs> <laughs> uh, science at gmail.com and uh, Facebook slash probably science. Yes. What do you got, Andy? Uh, we got to thank Inspiring Australia once again and the Australian Society for Parasitology for making this all happen. It's so amazing to come over here and see people who this have is been listening to this. Ridiculous. Thing. Yeah, and Kate and everyone at the Hay Up Bar for putting us up and like looking after us and. Make sure you look after them, and we're going to be hanging around and having a drink and a chat uh, and finding out more about you and having more like, oh, that's who you are. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, th- this has blown us away. We're so happy that people came out, and this is our first trip as the podcast to Australia, and hopefully far from the last. Yeah. But, uh, Thank you so much, all of you, and thank you so much, uh, Sam Hinton and Liz Mealy, for being our guests on this thing. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Brisbane, you've been an absolute treat. We'll see you again. Cheers, guys. Thank you guys so much. I'm going to take a picture of you in the bar. You guys are the best.